This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. It's the BK Takeover, man. It is uh, the BK Takeover. Patience, y'all. Patience. I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you. A year ago, a lot of people didn't have patience. And it backfired on them. It backfired on them. You got a lot of people hitting the portal at LSU. Kobe Fields entered his name into the portal today, which was a little bit odd and and, and somewhat strange when it comes to that Kobe Fields did just transfer from LSU or from South Carolina to LSU. But nevertheless, he entered his name into the transfer portal today. Makai uh, Makai Garner, senior, going to the draft. So you got uh, uh, really short on corners. Cole Taylor, tight end. You know, Pooh, when I heard today that Cole Taylor entered the transfer portal, I was so mad I threw my shoe across across the uh, room. I hope everybody gets that joke. But I threw my shoe across the room like I was in Florida. I'm going to just tell you, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to be fine. Because there are individuals that have hit the portal today on other teams. I'm going to make a case for a player here today. And Xavion Thomas from Mississippi State, Desmond Little. Oh, can't forget about the guy from Mobile. Pooh Bears from the 251. He says, bring back Desmond Little. I want to make a joke so bad, but I don't want to rip the 251 when your producer hosts your show. And he's from the 251. But it would just be a joke. But Xavion Thomas, a wide receiver. Special teams extraordinaire has hit the portal today. Brian Kelly has made it well known that if you have Louisiana ties and you're from the state and you go into the transfer portal, he's going to take a look at you. R-E-L-A-X. I also want to I say, go ahead. No, you're not. No, you're not. Go ahead and put it up. Go ahead. He, he said, I'll shut this bit down. 
I, no, and you said you're kidding. No, you're not. No, you're not. He will shut it down. So it's, I, I'm not going to say anything negative about the 251. But I am going to go on Rafino's rants because Pooh Bear, I got uh, me and me and the producers have talked about this off off camera and in some way in Twitter spaces. But I've been waiting three hundred, uh, damn near three hundred and sixty five days to have this rant, and it's going to come in the form of Texas A&M because I'm old enough to remember. Last year, the Texas A&M was the best class in the country. Nobody ever had a better class than Texas A&M. Well, what happened was, regardless that they beat LSU, majority of the season, they ran out there and they got their cheeks clapped. They were pretty bad, right? I heard a lot of people say, Oh, no, Blake, LSU's behind an NIL. Okay. What is that transpiring as of now when you have explosive and electric kids hitting the portal and you got Brian Kelly on his way and spent the day with five-star defensive back Desmond Ricks? Guys, today, Brian Kelly... Spent the day, damn near, with five-star corner Desmond Ricks. So I will be teeing off on that Rafino's rants. You better believe it. You better believe it. Uh, Jerry Palm, who covers Purdue for CBS, joins us at 630. We'll take a look at the Boilermakers, or let's hope that when LSU plays them, in the Citrus Bowl, that they're not the spoiler makers. That would be bad. That'd be very bad. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit Purdue versus LSU with Jerry Palm here at 630. I'm going to give some bowl game picks. Now here's, or quick picks. Here's the thing that I don't like about these quick picks, right? But then it's just fun. You see so many kids going into the portal how and opting out. How in the hell are you supposed to make bowl picks anymore? <laughs> with relative with relative betting odds. You know, then what happens? Do you, you know, do you cash out? I mean, like, what do you do? What do you do? But I'll give some. I like this Clemson Tennessee matchup. I think it's one of the more intriguing matchups uh in bowl we in, in the bowl system. Um Let's see if Josh Heupel is right in sticking with Joe Milton out there in Tennessee. It's going to be a tough challenge, though, because Kay Klubnik is a new starting quarterback out there in Clemson. So, we'll see. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake, questions, thoughts, concerns, get to them all. We'll get to them all. So, fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat right now. And we'll get to as many of them as we can. Let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Uh, Pooh Bear's betting tip of the night says, find out the lineup and coaching situation before betting on bowl games. Also, records don't mean a lot. No, they don't. Because the truth is, when it comes to, when it comes to betting odds in bowl games, I mean, Pooh, instantly, 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 when Kayshawn Booty announced that he was coming back, the LSU spread within an hour and a half went from five and a half to eight. That's how much it dictates. And then in that same time span, we found out that Jeff Brom, Purdue's head coach, is going to Louisville. So that line has moved a lot. Within a, within a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks, couple of days. Jacob Davis, our good buddy over at Hog Talk, the Hog Talk podcast, uh, covering the hogs. Who? Pig Suey says Rafino says, I love the hat. Yeah, our good friends over at First Light, they sent us some gear. Um, our good buddies over at First Light, goes, guys, go to firstlight.com, get all of your hunting and equipment. I got this hat. I got me a, a rain jacket the other day from our good buddies over there got me a little uh headlamp you know any of you hunters and fishermen if you're not hunting at if you're not if you're not shopping at first light you are doing it wrong you are doing it wrong 
Uh, Bert says on YouTube, Blake, let's start our own university and go snatch up about 85 players from the portal and win multiple national championships. We can call it AYS University. I like that. I like that. I don't know. I might, you know who the first person I would call to hire? You know what I do, Pooh? I would legitimately call Ed Orgeron right off the bat. <laughs> as much shit as we've given Ed Orgeron on this show, I'd call him right off the bat if he, if he hadn't changed his number. If he hadn't changed his number. Dylan on Facebook says, ask, hashtag Ask Blake, is LSU looking at Ashley Williams? He could decommit it from Auburn today. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. You know, LSU has kind of made their targets on some other guys, I think. So if you want to get a, a list of that, I did I did a pretty big one on the forum, AYSSnetwork.com. It's got seven bucks a month. I mean, chill out, dude. Chill out. I mean, it's not that much. So maybe they take a look at him, but we'll see. We'll see. Rick says, let's go, Blake. We have great leadership now, so we're in good hands. Thank to thank you to Scott Woodward and Coach Brian Kelly. I I don't disagree. I don't I don't disagree. Spectrum Wellcare. I mean, Pooh, they know how much Spectrum has fooled with me. In the you know, Spectrum Wellcare says, who will the DBs be in the bowl game? After Spectrum has been Rudy Poos to me for so long, you freaking Rudy Poo Spectrum. The internet? Rudy Poo Spectrum. Um, But who will be the DBs? I mean, you got... Jared Bernard Converse hasn't technically gone into the draft yet. I don't know if he'll play in the bowl game. Um, I don't know if Makai Garner is going to sit out the bowl game either. He didn't make that announcement. Um... Jay Ward is going to play in the bowl game. So, if, at, at, at worst, you have that. But you have guys like you can move Sage Ryan into the nickel in the slot. You can move, I mean, LaTerrence Welsh, the four-star corner from out there in the Cadiana area. He could make, you know, he hasn't played um, this season a lot. I don't. I think, you, you know, if he hadn't played four games, uh, uh, he can, or more than four games, he could probably play and not burn his red shirt. So, I mean, there's some couple. They got guys, but you don't have a lot of depth there. You're going to have to wait until next season. You're going to have to wait until next season. So, there's that. There is that. You hate to see it, man. You hate to see it. James Sells says, The intro music is killing it on Dre Beats. Boom, boom, I'm saying. Boom, boom, I'm saying. Uh, Brandon Reese says, I hope that Greg Brooks stays. That's another one. That is another one. Uh, Boogie Season says, Blake, we lost Makai Garner today. Yeah, we did, but is he going to... He didn't say that he wasn't playing in the bowl game. Just see, like, Jay Ward announced, and he said he was playing in the bowl game. So, we'll have to wait and see, man. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and last one before we get rolling, Holden Lee says, do you think Seven Banks comes back? I think he's got to. I, I, think, he, I think he's got to. Um... I think he's got to. I don't th really think that he's – I don't think he's really got a choice. Look at Edward O. says, hashtag Nesiah. Jesus. Why y'all got to rhyme with something about another man being your Messiah? You know who your Messiah was? His, na his name's not Garrett Nussmeyer. It was Joe Burrow. You already got one. You can't have another one. You can't. You can't have another one. Uh, Bert Gotro says Coach O might be heading to UNLV. So let me say this: it was already it was reported by Bruce Feldman too. But you know, I, I you're going to be able to put the two and two together on who I spoke with here. But I spoke with Ed Orgeron's camp, and Ed Orgeron, um, Ed Orgeron's camp advised me at what time? I think it was like three o'clock on Monday. Ed Orgeron's not taking that job. Let me let me go and look. Let me tell. You, let me read this from you. Um, so I, te I texted, I texted somebody in Andrew Orgeron's camp at Monday at 3.07. I said, coach, comma, is this, is this Ed and UNLV shit really, uh, uh, uh worth talking about? Or is this just a made up report? And this was the quote I got. I'm quoting this. 
It says fake news. I said, is that reportable? Because I've been getting this all day long. He says, sure. I mean, it's not even or shouldn't even really be taken that serious. So I sent him the link to the article. He said, the only thing that's funnier about them saying that or thinking that Ed Orgeron's going to Las Vegas is that they tag Chris Peterson into that report as well. So there you go. There you go. He's not going. He's not going. Uh, Chris says, I thought Barry Odom took UNLV job. He did. He did. He did. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you listening to us live right now on Facebook. Stop what you're doing. Hit the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to your own social media pages. If, if you're listening to us on YouTube, rate, review, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. As we're closing in on 5K subscribers. Also, if you're listening to us, tune in Radio XM, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe as well. We greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that. All right, let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, our good friends over at betonline.ag. Bet- Guys, you got to go over there. I've been doing it all pretty much all week, placing some bets. I might give you some tonight. As Pooh Bear, I went 5-0 and last weekend. I hit the Dallas and Minnesota parlay. I hit the uh, LSU second half plus plus uh, plus thirty seven. So I forget the other one I did. Oh 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 oh! I took Kansas State in the money line. So head on over to Bet Online. We return one minute. Got a lot to talk about. Rafino's rants. We'll get to some more recruiting and portal news next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. All right, let me get to this. Um, Philip Rose says, and let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Philip Rose says, hey, Blake, do you think that Nussmeyer or Howard will transfer out of LSU's program if Daniels stays another year? The two backup QBs were told that Daniels would only be here one year. Well, let me say let me say this. They weren't told that, number one, to start off with. Um, they weren't told that. Let me say this. What what I don't think that Jane Daniels staying another here affects Walker Howard as much, or really at all, as maybe Garrett Nussmeyer would. I think that everybody's freaking out over Jane Daniels staying which what they should be focusing on and worrying about is the battle position and battle group between Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard. It is of my opinion, and I do not think that they will do this, it is of my opinion that if I'm Brian Kelly in LSU, which he won't do this, I don't think, I would I would make the both of those quarterbacks battle it out in, in in bowl practices. Now, if I'm not mistaken, either Monday, either Saturday or Monday, LSU will report uh, back and start preparing for bowl practices. 
I would if if and Jaden Daniels being hurt, I would I would um make those two young dudes battle it out. Who's gonna win the starting job? Who's gonna in reference to who starts the bowl game? It's what I would do. What do you have between the both of them? Now, does Garrett Nussmeyer probably have a little bit of an advantage in reference to he's already been taking majority of the second team snaps and especially some first team snaps? Yes. But I would make them battle it out and let the best man win. And let the best man win. And no, Jamie, if JD5 stays, Ricky Collins isn't decommitting. Ricky Collins isn't decommitting if Jaden did. Y'all are putting so much on if Jaden stays, everybody else leaving. That's not necessarily the case. What I think that you're being told or the thoughts that you're having are, are based off of what Jaden Daniels is going to do, not so much as possibly the two guys below him needing to battle it out. It will tell you, it will tell you a lot of what Brian Kelly thinks in the bowl game if Jane Daniels doesn't play, if Jane Daniels stays. Because what I what I what I fail to think that people don't realize is this. Do you really think Brian Kelly wants to lose? So what does Brian Kelly see and what does Brian Kelly see in practice? Brian Kelly already mentioned it in the post-game press conference. He goes, guys, D Garrett Nussmeyer did great, but you can't make you can't have those two turnovers. And and that I'm quoting him. I like you can say that's on me all you want to. Black say that, black say now. Oh, that's Brian Kelly saying that. So take it for what he said. It's not about you know. It's like, well, what do you think? It doesn't matter what I think. If the man goes out there in the post-game press conference and says it, what do you want me to think or say? What do you want me to think or say? So I, when everybody's saying it's J.D. Fives, J.D. Fives, the reason, you know, Garrett leaves. Well, maybe to some little bit of extent, but no, it's about the two guys behind him. It's about the two guys behind him. Uh, Howard Jr. on YouTube says Collins would possibly redshirt his freshman season. Yeah, he would redshirt his freshman season. Dwayne says, what QB doesn't throw picks? He's not perfect. He's thrown in two quarters. He or extended of two quarters, Dwayne, at, at best, even extended a little bit. He has four interceptions. One came against an inferior opponent. What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, he has more turnovers in his career than touchdowns. Chad says, if Dan if Daniels is exactly what LSU needs this by next year, it's going to be an open competition again since the training wheels will not be taking will be taken off of Walker Howard. Maybe. Maybe. Look. We can talk about uh, we can talk about that all the live long day, right? Like we could talk about that all the live long day. But what are they going to do Saturday and Monday when Jay Daniels isn't there at practice? And if Walker How, I mean, you got to get Walker Howard ready to go with the first team. You like regardless, regardless of who's number one and number two behind with Garrett and, and, and Walker, you're going to have to give Walker first team snaps because if Jane Daniels doesn't go in the bowl game, if Jane Daniels does not go in the bowl game and God bless it in the name of the father and the son and the Holy ghost, Garrett Nussmeyer gets hurt. You're down to Walker Howard. He's going to have to get first team reps, but this goes to, this kind of goes to my point though. In reference to what I was going to do the Rafino's rants on tonight, right? Like LSU has some guys going into the NFL draft. LSU has some guys going into the portal and people start freaking out a little bit. Blake, when are we going to start getting guys? This is bullshit. It's exact tweets I'm getting on, on Twitter. Blake, this is horse shit. And I'm not going to sit there and let it happen. I'm damn word for word. It's what's being said.
Like, this is bullshit. Well, let me tell you what's bullshit. Is a year ago, Texas A&M was absolutely cleaning the clocks out of everybody. Remember that? Remember when A&M cleaned everybody's clock in recruiting and everybody kept chirping and shouting from the rafters to for whoever can listen. Blake LSU's behind an NIL. We don't have a plan. We don't have this. We don't have that. A&M's just paying for everybody. And look what happened. They have 21 kids in the portal. Guys, you can have eighty a total of 85 scholarship players. They have currently, right now, 21 play, active players in the transfer portal. Newsflash. They don't have that many freshmen coming in. And during the season... You have multitudes of injuries. Blake, you're behind. Be, throwing money at, at problems and throwing things against the wall and see what sticks is not a plan. It's not a plan. So I remember having those conversations with you a year ago today and telling you, you have to R-E-L-A-X, relax. Brian Kelly had a plan. There's guys like Xavion Thomas, the explosive kick and punt returner from Mississippi State, from New Orleans, Louisiana, that went in the transfer portal today. LSU's got to go get him. You want to clean up special teams? There you go. You want to get touchdowns on special teams? There you go. Guys, that young man is the best returner that LSU's had, in my opinion, since maybe Trey White or Patrick Peterson. Go look at what he did as a freshman. Don't overextend yourself. Don't overextend yourself and think that LSU doesn't have a plan and is behind in things when majority of you fans did that a year ago and you were wrong. Because I don't see any of you talking about A&M having high, high levels of success right now. Winning and losing covers and cures all multitudes of sins. Either when you're getting your teeth kicked in, those sins come to the forefront, a.k.a. Ed Orgeron a year ago, or when you're winning, those sins get covered up. I'll give an example. Urban Meyer was sticking his finger in places that he didn't need to be sticking it in when he was the head coach in Jacksonville. But when... But when he was in Ohio State and he hired a guy that had multiple uh, 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 charges against him and arrested, arrested multiple times for domestic abuse battery, nobody said a word until one reporter had the balls to go out there and expose Urban Meyer for covering things up. Well, you know why Ohio State didn't say anything about Urban Meyer? It's because he was winning. And all of a sudden, when Urban Meyer started getting his teeth kicked in and Jacksonville, a video was posted of him grabbing somebody's booty who, went while he's married, that's not his wife. A&M goes 5-7 and seven last year, and look what happens. Or this year, I should say. I should stop calling it last year. You're, are you, and as Ryan says this in the chat, are you focused on the right thing? Are you focused on the right thing? Because again, again, a year ago, a lot of you were coming in here in a panic mode. And all LSU did this season was win the West. That's all they did. The quarterback that you don't want, majority of you don't want. Guys, quite honestly, Jane Daniels is your MVP of this team. Now, does he does does he have to do things better in the passing game? Again, I am I'm at this point, I'm screaming from the rafters. I am legitimately screaming from the rafters that he's got to do things better in the passing game. But all you hear me say is, 
Well, guys, I mean, I watched that first half, and he was pretty damn good throwing the ball. He had 208 passing yards in the first half. Well, Blake, they scored 10 points. Were you blaming the blocked field goal or blocked uh, field goal on him? Are you blaming Georgia for picking the ball up and running it back for six? Are you blaming him that the ball bounced off of Jack Bash's helmet? Are you blaming him that the ball hit Jack Bash in the face mask? You say the same thing for, for for Garrett. Are you blaming him for a lack of running game? Are you blaming Walker Howard that his, their defense got absolutely blown out the water? Because the argument that you should be having here is not reference to, well, damn, the offense didn't look too good. Bullshit! Yes, it did. Your defense had a lack of depth. Defensive line, DBs, linebackers, they didn't look good. You needed more dudes that could play, and you didn't have it. That's the truth. And even when you do got dudes that can play, like Texas A&M did, in their depth, you still get beat. Then what? Then what? All right, I'm going to – I didn't realize it was 6.30. See if we can get Jerry Palm in here. Hopefully he comes. I mean, he saw it. I guess – I don't know. I don't know. So, if Jerry Palm doesn't show up, then it is what it is. We'll see what it is. Uh, Ryan says, JD5 is, real, is the real person why LSU won nine games. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Brad Wentz says they blamed Andy Dalton for the collapse in Tampa Bay. Well, he never – oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant, like, starter. Uh, he had a pretty damn good game. Yeah, they did. I mean, people were – you know, uh, uh, who said that? Um, uh, Brad – I mean, Brad, they were blaming me for saying that, that you know, like it, it, the ball that he threw to Taysom. Now, I know I understand Taysom got absolutely blasted. But, guys, this is the NFL. Like, this isn't Rudy Pooh State University. This isn't, you know, some – low levels program in school. I mean, like, this is the NFL, and on third and 13, you throw it to a guy that you've had come in multiple times at quarterback and throw multiple passes throughout the game. That was the plan that you had. Mark Ingram, you know, boy, Mark Ingram stepped out on, you know, he had one yard to go. Well, guys, he tore his fucking MCL. He tore his knee up. And then, and then you blame Mark Ingram. Here, here's, here's the wildest thing. Should Mark Ingram have gotten that first down? Yes. But let me tell you something. If I could get my fat-ass knee up here, I would show you both surgeries that I've had on an ACL. It's not fun. And once you tear it, you're not thinking about some stupid Rudy Poo first down. And then on third and one, you make a boneheaded call with five minutes left to go. And then you could have gone for it, and you didn't do it. We focus in on one thing so much, like AM, like Mark Ingram, like all these other little things. I'm old enough to remember when everybody panicked when LSU was not getting certain people last season and AM was going to get them, aka Jacoby Matthews. Now what? And then what fans do in this freaking chat is, what fans come in here and do is they say, Blake's a homer. Blake's nothing but a two-bit homer. So are you. You're in a freaking, you're literally in a freaking podcast radio show listening about it. You're in a show listening to it. You're listening to it on the radio. You're listening to it on the podcast. You're on YouTube. You're on Facebook. <sighs> Lance, I'm from Franklin, Louisiana. What are you supposed to focus on? 
What are the things that you're supposed to focus on? Now, we're supposed to have Jerry Palm, but I guess he didn't want to come on for whatever reason. He said he'd be here at 6.30. Looks like he's not going to be here at 6.30. He retweeted it. Guess he didn't want to be on camera. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if we can get him. If we can see that we can, if we can get him. I don't know. I don't know. Brad Wentz, uh, we talked about that. Lee says, uh, DB Poo until we can say DBU. Well, I don't think you're DB Poo Poo. I mean, your, your DB room wasn't that bad at time this year. They just didn't, they just didn't have enough depth defensively. And like, you, you know, nobody, you know, we talk about the Brayden Fisk kid from Western Michigan. Like, guys, you got to go get beef. And I'm not talking about sirloin, right? Like, I'm not talking about sirloin steaks here. You got to go get massive amounts of beef, no pause. By the way, I see we only got 39 likes on this thing. Can y'all, y'all hit the like and share? Please. Please stop what you're doing and hit the like and share. Share them Facebook groups and whatever. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Like, it's aggravating. Let me do this since Jerry Palm hasn't hasn't joined us. Uh, buying a new home, saving the money on the mortgage that you have now, or do you, even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in, for, get in touch with our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFS Mortgage, changing lives. Give him a call again, 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. So we'll wait for Jerry. I don't know what he's doing. Josh says, LOL, Homer on YouTube. Guys, you're, Josh, you're in here. You're a Homer too, bud. Everybody on this beat, to some extent, is a Homer. If they're from here, they're a Homer. Every single one of them. They went to LSU games. They, they grew up LSU fans. They're Homers. The real ones will tell you the truth. The real ones will tell you the truth. Uh, this old vet says, just tuning in, what did you guys do to Blake? Nothing. I mean, again, guys, I mean, we, we get to a point where we come on these shows a year ago. You know, we're 700 episodes in here, and we're talking about AM recruiting. And, guys, they got 21 individuals in the portal. 21 players in the portal. If they have another kid that hits the portal, which is more than likely that more kids are going to hit the transfer portal, they could field an offense and a defense and a special teams and could legitimately go out there and compete with teams in reference to the players that are in the portal. It's chaos over there. But what happened was when Brian Kelly took over, you panicked. Oh, Blake, he said family. He, you know, he's dancing with recruits. He, You know, and <laughs> it, it, you won the West off of it. Y'all, y'all getting, <laughs> y'all get me, y'all get me riled up, man. Y'all get me riled up. All right, two more. We'll get to Jerry Palm, who covers Purdue. I uh, got a lot to talk to him about. Coaches and leaving, like, do they have any opt outs? Players hitting the portal, things like that. So we'll talk. We'll talk to him about that. One more, or we'll go to one more. <laughs> Abby says I'm a homer. Yeah, I mean, guys, if you went to LSU and you do this for a living, you might be a little bit of a homer. <laughs> Might be a little bit of a homer. All right. Let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. Guys, go to Gramco. We, we, we've talked about it so much. It's kind of been a little bit of a joke at this point, but it's a very, very, very good product. Go to thegramco.com. Again, if you're listening to us on XM Radio, tune in app, anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe as well. We greatly appreciate y'all doing that. Talk about good friends at Gramco. We return in one minute. Jerry Palm, let's talk some LSU and Purdue. Next. By the Drake. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular the gummies are as well as they're the best in the market so go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code ays25 that's thegramco.com ays25 promo code to get 25 percent off of your order jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays anniversaries and everyday use gramco is hemp derived 
and completely legal inside as the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. All right, we are joined here by our friend Jerry Palm, who covers Purdue. And it, on his bio, Jerry, I got to ask you right at the break, it says four-year All-American at Purdue. Is this yep. true? Four-year All-American. I love it. Yeah, well, I it, uh, it's the All-American marching band. I, I love it. I still love it. I remember the All-American marching band. <laughs> I it's still all, love uh, it. Yeah, and my, uh, my son's in the band now, so uh, we're looking forward to going down there and getting to see him march in the uh, – in a bowl game because uh, we don't get to too many of those uh, <laughs> in recent years, but um, we, we, we sprinkle them in every once in a while. And, well, uh, we're excited about this one. Well, Jerry LSU's been there for over the last six years. So, I mean, he yeah. might be in the little parade, you know, the Walt Disney has a parade down there in Orlando. I mean, he might be involved in some really cool things. I mean, I mean, a lot of LSU fans go there cause you know, they get to see the band and it's kind of like yeah, how LSU band is fabulous too. That's a terrific band. Have you ever been to Death Valley? You ever seen them perform? Anything? I have. Okay. Yes. When did you go um, and when did you when did you see them? Oh gosh, it was 2018 or 19. I saw a home game with Florida. Oh um, yeah. And, and I I just went. Um, in fact, I I didn't even get a credential. I went and I sat in the stands. And um, it was uh, here's what I remember about that day. One Republic was supposed to play at halftime and canceled, and so we ended up with a band show, which I'm just as happy with. <laughs> I do love the marching bands. Um, so, uh, but I, I walked around tailgating, uh, crashed a couple of tailgates. Mm -hmm. I had a blast. LSU fans were terrific. Uh, the game was really good. The stadium, yeah, it's, it's a great experience down there. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad that you did. We, you know, uh, hospitality here is, is bar none, and it's fun to come down and tailgate. Let me ask you this off the top. Purdue's looking for a new head coach. I mean, this really hurts in a in a bowl game and, and things like that. I guess I, I'll just give you the floor. What what's going on here? Uh, what can you tell us? And, and what's are, are, are there any players that had the portal yet? I guess just give us an overall census of what's going over at Purdue right now. Yeah, well, obviously, whenever you lose a coach, um, there's always a, a little bit of turmoil with your team. You know, you've got young guys that are experiencing this probably for the first time. Um, so far, you know, Purdue has put two players in the transfer portal. Um, one of them, um, and, and two recruits have decommitted. So, but this is a move that we all knew was coming for a year. I mean, I was telling all my Purdue friends last summer that this was Brahms last year because the Louisville job was going to open up and he wasn't going to say no to going home twice. So, I mean, this was inevitable. Um, our athletic director, I'm sure, is prepared uh, and, you know, has a um, short path, short window of time in which to find a coach. Uh, there are a lot of options. Traditionally, we have preferred coaches that have head coaching experience. Um, there is a former Purdue assistant out there that does not. That would be an intriguing choice. Um, but it's um, so far, our players are taking a, a wait and see attitude. Brian Brom, Jeff's brother, is going to be the interim coach. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator, although after the game, he will follow his brother to Louisville. Okay. Um, our defensive, one of our defensive coordinators, we had co-coordinators. One went with Coach Brom to Louisville. One is staying to call the defense for the bowl game. We don't know if he's going to stay. Um, obviously, it would depend on the new coach. So, you know, there's a, um, a process that needs to move quickly. Uh, I would be surprised if we don't have a new coach by the weekend, um, a coach who surely would not coach the bowl game because we already have that that process established, but it gives them a chance to get, you know, just really start recruiting the returning players and recruiting the incoming class and deciding really, I guess, how much, you know, whether you want some of those guys even because, you know, now right. the right. environment is so much different than even two years ago with the transfer portal and, and the really the freedom of movement now that the players have, you know, players could go, coaches don't, aren't required to keep them, you know, mm -hmm. is it, you know, you could, I don't think Purdue's coach is going to come in like Dion said, and all y'all ought to hit the transfer <laughs> portal. You know, you're probably not going to do that with a team that just won a division, even though we're going to lose, you know, several key guys off that team. But, you know, it's, there's going to be a lot of new faces around Purdue next year. 
But the, to me, the one in particular that I think they need to keep is the freshman running back, Devin Mockaby, who yeah. had a, a terrific season, a walk-on. Uh, I'm sure he won't be by the time next semester rolls around. But uh, a kid who walked on, turned down the Navy to walk on at Purdue and um, and has had a fabulous year. Uh, filling in, he got the opportunity because the guys in front of him got hurt. And uh, he really turned it into something. And he's uh, he's been a difference maker in Purdue's offense. And a big reason why, uh, even with the talented guys like Aiden O'Connell, a quarterback, and Charlie Jones, a, an All-American receiver, um, that this offense has functioned is because it's been balanced. And Devin Mockaby's had a lot to do with that. Do you have a short list of coaches that you think, number one, that they would go after or number one or number two that you would want them to go after? Um, yes, I suppose I do. I kind of – Purdue's a different place. We, mm. We're not just going to get the hot name. Drew Brees. We want – in Louisiana, we want Drew Brees. You know what? We would take <laughs> Drew Brees in a heartbeat. Our – I, I think we're going to hire a guy with experience as a head coach, and Drew's not that. But if you're going to make an exception for somebody, it would be him. Yeah, right. Drew is uh, Drew is heavily invested in Purdue. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Sumlin's name come up. He's a, a Purdue alum as well. Uh, he played linebacker. Oh, back about the time I was in school in the '80s. Uh, so his name might come up. Um, I if he's going to get another shot uh, at Purdue, would be a, a likely place for that. Uh, I like Dave Clawson at uh, Wake Forest. Um, I think he would he would be a good fit at a place like Purdue because Wake Forest has got um, some similar um, uh, things that go on there in the terms of you know it's an ac- Purdue's Purdue's academics. I mean Northwestern is probably closer academically in terms of how they they run athletics uh, to Wake Forest and Purdue is, but um, I think there would be some similarities uh, besides the color of the uniforms right. uh, between Wake Forest <laughs> and, and Purdue. Uh, so that, that that's the name at the top of my head would be would be him, uh, but I think there's a there's several good options out there, and uh, we'll see what our athletic director Mike Bobinski is our athletic director, um, who used to be uh, at Xavier. I, I met him when he was at Xavier and the head of the basketball uh, selection committee, um, but he's been at Purdue now for a few years and has done a pretty good job so far. So I have a lot of confidence that he'll make a good decision. So you let I do want to get on the field, but I do just have one more you know coaching question. You talk about Drew's been heavily involved, and I know that they would never do it. But I, I mean, does if if you gotten any indication? Because Drew has kind of made some indication down here that he would want to somewhat get involved back into coaching if he wasn't going to play. Is there any kind of like message board? Drew's coming home. I, I mean, no. is there anything like never that? Okay. that at all. okay, all no. right, just making sure. Uh, you know what? I mean, it would be. You'd be talking about taking a real flyer. It's it's like, does do really want to start coaching as the head coach of Purdue? Right. I mean, because that's a that's a big job. I mean, right. that's a big, time consuming job. So, I and he probably knows what that's like, if not from experience, from having been around head coaches and seeing how they work. So, I you know, it's funny. There is an all time Purdue great player who's got some head coaching experience, albeit at high school. Mike Allstott just retired after 11 years of coaching high school football in Florida. Um, I don't think he wants the Purdue job necessarily, but at least he's got head coach experience somewhere uh, mm-hmm. in his career. I mean, if he if he doesn't coach, he can just put on some pads and a neck roll and start running I, kids I over. You, that, that, yeah, we could, uh, you can put him in the backfield now. He'd probably still run people down. Oh, that, no that doubt. A beast as a player. No doubt. Jared, let's get him on the field. Look, I, I mean, as we talk about today, we don't know what kids are going to be there, aren't going to be there. We'll just have to wait until that comes. Let's talk about what's in the present right now that what we have. Look, I, Purdue kind of surprised me. I had not watched him a lot this year other than the Penn State game. That was, early, you know, an early week game. And then obviously first, last first week. week. Week one. Right, week one. And then you have uh, last week when they played Michigan. There were some things that I was really surprised about in reference. I thought their quarterback played well. I thought up front that they hung with Michigan until depth kind of took over a little bit. They fought. And it was kind of, in a yep. sense, a little bit. A little bit of a trend towards LSU and Purdue. Both had to, you know, won their division that was a little bit down, didn't win their conference championship game, and then now they're facing off against each other in the Citrus Bowl. I, I guess, to me, they had a really, you know, really just good year. 
I, I guess if you had to put a bow on all – or not saying a bow, but a, just a summary on all of it on the field, is there one thing that LSU fans should look at like, hey, Purdue's been really, really good here? Yeah, they just, they're really good at moving the ball. It's, it's a good offense. And the offensive line is decent. Now, one of the two transfers was the starting guard, one of the starting guards. So that's uh, – there's not a lot of depth on the Purdue line, so that's a bit of a problem. But the offensive line – does a good job pass protecting and creating creases for Maccabi to get through. And Maccabi has got great vision. And that's one of the things that, that really has made him stand out among the running backs is that, you know, the play is called for a hole. Well, if the hole is bottled up, he finds a hole outside of where the play is called. And, and even if it's only three yards, it's not a three yard loss. It's mm-hmm. not a play that goes nowhere. And he's really good at finding little seams increases to get through and then getting through them uh but the Purdue's offense I mean historically speaking and in fact this year is a passing offense and we've got some pretty good receivers Charlie Jones is an all-american but but Sheffield is good uh Marshawn Rice has played well uh we have a a tight end Payne Durham who you are going to have to game plan for the, the, he's a, a top receiver. Charlie Jones is the top receiver, but Payne Durham is the second most important receiver uh, in Purdue's offense. And that's a guy that, L, I mean, you can game plan for Charlie Jones if you want, but you better watch out for Payne Durham because he will hurt you if you leave him alone. Um, so it's a, it's a diverse offense, and it has to be because it wouldn't be successful if all, if all they could do was throw. Um, Purdue's season has been weird uh, mm. because – you know they're they're eight and five. Um, right. The loss to Penn State was a good loss. I mean, Purdue almost won that game. That, by the way, is still Penn State's best win of the season. Um, Which is and then the Michigan game we were in for three quarters and a bit, mm-hmm. and then you know Michigan uh, got a couple of turnover and it, they kind of put the game away on us. But um, but Purdue fought in those games. The only games that were really you would call disappointing for Purdue was the loss to Syracuse where Purdue just lost their mind at the end of the game and committed several dozen unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in two minutes. I didn't even think that was possible. Apparently it <laughs> is. And so it, it cost them the game. Purdue actually had, on two games this year, an opponent kickoff from Purdue's 35 after two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. That happened in two different games at Syracuse oh, wow. was one of them. Uh, they managed to win the other one. And then uh, the Iowa game at home was a, Purdue was a complete no show. Lost twenty four to three in a game that looked to be important at the time. Um, fortunately, Iowa for Purdue anyway. Fortunately, Iowa gave it back against Nebraska. But you know that was um, those were the two games that Purdue would probably like to have back. Otherwise, you know it's been a pretty good season. Um, you know they weren't going to be Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. They almost mm. beat Penn State anyway. Um, but they were pretty competitive and very good away from home. It's, it's, it's really odd. Purdue had four of their six conference wins on the road and only two at home. So weird season for Purdue, but a good season. Well, you know, I, I watched Aiden O'Connell, and I know that he took four sacks, but, man, he was really taking a lot of big hits. But to be honest with you, though, Jerry, Charlie Jones, I think what he had like 13 or 14 catches – like 180-something yards. I mean, that kid can play. Like, I mean, look, I turn on the film, and, you know, we do the film breakdown. I, I It took me two minutes, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah. that, that kid can play. LSU's struggling at corner with the transfer portal and guys going into the NFL. I, I mean, that's got to be the biggest matchup when you talk about guys like Charlie Jones, too, as well, correct? Oh, yeah, but it's not just him, but – the thing about Charlie Jones, he doesn't have, like, the blazing speed. He's fast enough, no question. He's, he's certainly not plotting. But he runs really good routes and mm-hmm. knows how to find spaces and has got a really good connection with O'Connell. They were childhood buddies. And, um, you know, then, but then they both walked on. I mean, um, Charlie Jones started at Buffalo, transferred to Iowa, walked on at Iowa. Aiden O'Connell walked on at Purdue, was the eighth-string quarterback when he got to <laughs> Purdue. And then he ends up being a starter for a couple of years. And so, I mean, these are kids that have had to work for everything they had. And But part of it is that obviously there's athletic ability because you're not playing in the Big Ten if you're not, you know, sound athletically. These are good athletes, but they're also 
really good. They've got a great connection, but Charlie Jones in particular is good at finding space. O'Connell is good at finding him in those spaces. And O'Connell generally doesn't hold on to the ball too long. He makes quick decisions. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, sometimes, you know, Purdue's throwing deep, obviously, and you got that better protection, but a lot of Purdue's passing game is short to mid-range passes where you don't have to have as much protection and O'Connell can make good decisions to put the ball on target. And he's been very good at that. Yeah, well, uh, two more, and I'll get you out of here. Number one, I, I mean, I, I guess what, what what's so outside of necessarily a field? I, I guess for me, this how I look at bowl games with now, you know, the playoff and the portal, and it sometimes a win and loss doesn't really affect my my mood anymore, right? Like it just right. doesn't. It's but it, but I always just want to get one thing out. Like when LSU played Georgia last week. I, we came on here and I was like, just fight. I, like, you don't have anything to lose. Just go out there and start swinging. You know, is there anything that you just want Purdue to accomplish in this bowl game, whether win, lose, or draw? You know, it's funny. I felt the same way about the Michigan game. Just go fight them. <laughs> just go, go fight, fight them and see what happens. Empty the bag of tricks. Right. You know, and and Purdue did that. And so we were really pleased to see that. And that, that's the thing about the bowl game is you never know what you're going to get, right? right. What, what's the mental state of a team? You haven't played for most of a month. Um, you might have had some guys leave, you know, in a Purdue's case, the coach left. So you don't really know. But for the players, I mean, I think the message to the players has to be the same thing. Go fight. Mm. Go go, go play. This is, for some of you guys, your last college football game. Right. It might be your last football game ever right. for, for almost <laughs> all of these guys. Go fight. And for the guys that are coming back or, you know, fight for those guys, mm-hmm. you know, go fight, go play as hard as you can. And if you win, great. Then and if you don't win, at least, you know, you fought. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really all you can ask in these games. Um, I, I always call them uh, grand exhibitions, you know, because Thank you. they don't really. Thank you. Yes. I mean, it's, and even the Rose Bowl. I mean, unless it's a playoff game, it's the grandest of exhibition games. <laughs> but, it's, it is, but it is an exhibition game. And and I don't say that disparagingly. I, I love bowl games. I go to bowl games. I cover bowl games. I march to the bowl game. I mean, I, I love the bowl games, but they are what they are. You know, nobody nobody's job hinges on winning a bowl game. Right. Right? Right. So it's a fun experience. Go down there, enjoy your time. When it's time to play, play hard. Yeah, like you know, Tennessee and Clemson are playing, and people are down. You know, down at least I heard some people say it's the the, the South who you know South Carolina Bowl. You know, because both of them <laughs> lost to South Carolina. But I, I just I, think that that's an awful lot of orange to put it. Even way too much bowl. orange. Way too much orange. You know, and, and look, I wish you know ten years ago that game could be played when there's no opt outs, and, and watch those right. two teams really go at it. But yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, that's it, why I don't begrudge players who do opt out. That that's you know, my like point. Last year, our bowl right. game, George Karloftis, David Bell opted out. It's like those guys got to watch out for themselves. And 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 that, I have no problem with all of the rule changes that we've had that give the players the freedom to do what they think is best for themselves. I have no problem with any of that. When the Notre um, Dame player I, and you you guys are in Indiana, you might remember the linebacker on Brian Kelly's team, no less. Uh, when he got hurt in the Fiesta Bowl, you know, uh, what was yeah. it? Uh, you know, uh, Jalen. Um, what's Jalen's last name? Uh, yeah, it cost him. I mean, that was a guy who was going to be a first round pick. Right. And, and uh, so uh, they played Oregon State that year, I think. Right. I mean, and, and so, Jerry, my, my point is we're like, we could be his fan. We're not losing money on this. Like, that's generational wealth. Okay. So right. I don't, you know, whatever. All right. Last one, I promise. You are in Indiana, and Brian Kelly also was in Indiana. Uh, you know, so at Notre Dame, or, or at Notre Dame but I meant like in. Let us bring our drum. Not right. that we're bitter, <laughs> but I'm glad he's gone. Okay, well that's what I was going to ask you. Thoughts on Brian Kelly? You said you're glad he's gone. I, I guess now that he's at LSU. Uh, I, you know what? Actually, I, I I wouldn't have minded if he stuck around, so we'd have more chances to beat him. But we don't play him <laughs> every year like we used to. So I'm glad we get another chance to beat him. I don't know if we will. Because he's okay. got to the team, you know, but, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm actually looking forward to, to sending Brian Kelly home unhappy. Okay. 
Okay, I, I like to fight. I like to fight. There's no love lost for Notre Dame. Favorite in this game, aren't they? I haven't checked the lines yet. Yeah, uh, Pooh Bear, who who's our producer? He's our de- degenerate guy who who tells us all the bets. Was it at Pooh right now? Seven and a half, eight, I think. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as you know, Brom, it moved three points when Brom announced that he was leaving. So oh, okay. you know, well, I mean, sense. I mean, it was yeah. it started the line. You know, we were sponsored by Bet on. It opened up at five and a half, and I'm like, okay, well, that's probably right. And then when Brom left, I, I checked and it was eight and eight something or seven something. I was like, oh, well, it, you know, head co- I mean, if it, it's if it's any consolation prize, LSU when they when they played their bowl game last year, they went from a thirteen to Kansas State to twenty. So I mean, it went from a seven yeah. point spread. So anyway, all right, Jerry. Yeah. Thank- well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the battle of the bands, and that that may be closer than the battle on the field. We'll see. But yeah, uh, nobody's it, opting it, out of the band, so. Well, the Golden Band Tigerland. I mean, you know, it's less than it's a great band. Absolutely, and, uh, I look forward. I always enjoy the other other school bands. So it's uh, it's know, we have a lot of great ones in the Big Ten, but LSU is well known. Well, I tell you what, LSU and Southern. Just very quick note: LSU and Southern. You know, Southern's the HBCU right here in Baton Rouge. Yeah. They haven't played the human yet. Jukebox. The Human Jukebox, which you know, uh, I feel bad. You know, you know, prayers for their family. You know, they had a very bad accident. Three. Uh, people. I didn't know. I knew that the three. Yeah, of their three. Died. I didn't know anymore. They passed story, away in a car yeah, accident. That is, that is tragic. Yeah, um, just really bad. I really feel for uh, Southern. Uh, Jerry, I'll tell you this. What's What's crazy? Current line is ten and a half. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Um, so people in Louisiana, it was a sold out game from for an FCS team, you know, and so it was mainly because everybody wanted to go watch the bands. Now, after halftime, okay, after halftime, it was pretty damn empty, okay? So it was, it was pretty it was pretty neat to see. All right, Jerry, thank you so much. It's Jerry Palm, JP Palm CBS, I guess, other than Twitter. Jerry, where can they catch all your stuff and everything that you're doing? Yeah, on CBSSports.com, uh, college football and ba- and basketball. Uh, basketball season's on the w- underway, and I do both. So Hey, Purdue's um, pretty good now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got a great coach. Um and we've got a monster in the middle. A, a freak. A for everybody. It's, right. Uh, they're a lot of fun to watch right now. Well, we might have to get you on during basketball season. Maybe we can talk uh, about some Purdue basketball. Where to find me. All right. Thank you, Jerry, so much. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Marvin Mackey said, agreed. I could care less about uh, any of them. I guess talking about opting out in bowl games. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, that's tough. You know, that's tough. Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, I the reason. So, James, the reason I asked him that because I knew that when you're when you're in Purdue and you're in Indiana, Brian Kelly's in Indiana. They Purdue fans hate Brian Kelly. Like I don't think y'all know that. Like Purdue fans absolutely despise Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. Like hate their guts. That's why I asked him. That's why I asked him. All right, we going a little bit longer. Pooh. Anything to add? No? Show tonight? Okay. Well, then talk about it then. Show tonight. What y'all talking about? Yeah. We got a show tonight. Going to talk about um, the uh, carousel, Coach Carousel. We're going to talk about this NIL. Um, Get ready for, you know, the Heisman. This is probably the worst Heisman race. Um, All right, so Pooh, let's end it here. Let's end it here. Let's end it here. I know that you know, and I know that you saw I got absolutely abused by, you know, or people tried to abuse me by USC. Pooh, I'm sorry, but, I mean, I get to have my opinion if you write on your nails, fuck Utah. Okay? Like, so, I, I mean, you're a military man. You're a family man. Let me just... I, I, like when I see Caleb Williams doing that, okay. Like Dude, I, I think I of, like, I would like a crackhead with the. <laughs> <jacked> up- <laughs> 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 hey man, uh, man, do the hey, spatane, spatane, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, but like I, I look at. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm crying. I look at Ben, and I think, like, I wouldn't let my son do that. Like, there's got to be a level of respect. Like, I'm not going crazy, am I? Like, I'm not not the person, like, saying, get off my lawn. Like, you got, there's got to be repercussions (laughs) sometimes, right? Pooh looking like Santa off. (laughs) 
Oh, man. You're festive. You're festive. All right, Caleb Williams, really quickly, we'll get you out of here and then tell everybody where your show is. I'm not going crazy, am I? I mean, like. No, uh, talent-wise, is that, so, and I mentioned, we mentioned it on Saturday's show, there is a, a I, I say morality, but integrity clause. In Correct. The, you know what I'm saying, with the Heisman race, it is what put uh, Johnny Manziel at Jeopardy and Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton should have been the unanimous, but he wasn't because of that. And some of the voters held him accountable for that. So with that being said, I mean, how, how do you look at that? You know, I mean, granted, I understand that you know players, the intensity, stuff like that. That's 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 far and beyond. That's that's outside. Me of. telling somebody face to face, man to man, is not putting my team in jeopardy. In, in reference okay. to, in reference to, it, it shows individualism. Okay, yeah. like when you do that, you're showing that this is about me. And then his his pin tweet is, uh, I'm not a bit uh, like it's about uh, something. What's the quote? It says. But I'm a businessman. What's the quote about that? I, I forget what it says. It's like, uh, anyway, it, he just seems very selfish to me. And look, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll just say it like this. Karma can be a bitch, but I, I keep her playing in the sand. Okay? So, anyway. They saying you look like Ricky Smiley. Yeah, for, that was that's who played the, uh, <laughs> the Santa Claus in uh, Friday After Next. Yeah. That's who played the uh, Santa. So yeah. <gasps> All right, we're out of here. What time y'all? What time's y'all showing the Golden Boot? Going at uh, seven thirty. So All right. yeah, we you know saying so everybody get a little break, go grab a sandwich, and uh, come get these laughs. <laughs> I can't deal with you, man. I can't deal with you. All right, we'll we'll see y'all Saturday morning. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.